Comments made on the Ceratoc Podcast Network are those of the individuals and do not represent Ceratoc Corporation, its staff, management, board of directors, or third-party resellers. Hey guys, this is Bill. Welcome to this week's episode of Real World Fitness. Hope everybody had a great week. Today's show is going to be a little bit different. We'll have Lisa here in just a little while with a really interesting uh, bit of research on coconut oil and some of its health benefits. But no no guest beyond Lisa this week. No interview, uh, no expert. Just me wanting to share some things that have happened to me over the last several weeks that I think it's important that some of you hear. I'm very, very fortunate to have the following that I've developed over the last several months, and I'm very grateful for all the emails and all the nice comments and support. And I know a lot of you are just listeners and you're kind of sedentary, but I also know I have a handful of some very, very active athletes, some cyclists. I believe I've got one competitive marathon runner, lots of weight trainers, spinners, a lot of people that are very physically active. Got a few CrossFitters out there. Nice, a nice cross section of people. And I had an experience about three weeks ago that was a very negative experience and uh, pretty dramatic. And I wanted to share it with you. And this is for you guys and ladies that like to push yourself to the limit. Can't always do that. Now, I'm a big fan of Dan John, and he is a big fan of what he calls the intentional community. And a lot of people do much, much better in a community environment, in a group environment, in a class environment, because you feed off of each other's energy. That's a positive that can also be a negative if you're not careful. A lot of people in CrossFit, for example, come into it in totally deconditioned physical states and try and keep up with people that have been doing it for months or years and can do their body more bad than good. About three weeks ago, I uh, did myself some serious, serious damage in working out, and I want to talk to you about that. As some of you know, I divide my time between my home gym and a local YMCA, And the reason I started going to the Y was uh, a change of scenery. Sometimes it's not real easy to get motivated to push yourself when you're all alone. And uh, being around other people doing the same thing, even if you're not working with them, just being around them, hearing the clang of the weights, etc., can get you going a little further. So I decided I needed a little change of scenery. So a couple weeks ago, Friday morning, I uh, was all ready to go to the Y. And I discovered I made a mistake and didn't schedule a ride for that morning. A little annoyed with myself because I had my workout all planned out, as I usually do. Was in a good mood, felt good. Nothing hurt that morning, and I was ready to go. So I had to make a change of plans, decided that uh, I would do something I hadn't done in a while. Changed my workout around a little bit that I was going to do. Actually completely changed it around for the simple reason that... um, I didn't have access to everything I would use at the Y. So I decided I was going to do some kettlebell swings and some squats. And then my new favorite, some farmer's walks. I was feeling good. My energy level was high. And I pushed myself on the swings and the squats. 
took about a 10 minute break to cool down, get my heart rate down, get my breathing back to normal, get my energy level kind of back, and then proceeded to grab my 80 pound kettlebells and head outside to do my farmer's walks. It was about 90 degrees already. And again, I uh, pushed myself to my limit. Was very satisfied, had a great workout. Felt kind of beat up for the rest of the day, and I've had plenty of workouts like that. Didn't give it a lot of thought. Had a great dinner that night. My wife cooked some really good chicken and sauteed some mushrooms and onions and peppers and so on, and uh, very content. Fell asleep early, slept really good. I was exhausted. Got up the next morning, felt like I'd been run over by a truck. I've had mornings like that, too. My knees hurt, my hips hurt, my back hurt, my shoulders hurt, and uh, lots of muscle soreness. Didn't give it a whole lot of thought, just went, oh, really pushed it yesterday. Yes, I know this is kind of a long rambling story, but there is definitely a point, and I want you guys to hear everything I have to say, so I'm not going to leave all the details out. As the day went on, I... uh, got progressively more achy instead of working out the soreness. Felt like I had the flu. Little congested, little nauseous. Just, just didn't feel good. By midday, I was in the bathroom, vomiting, diarrhea, shaking uncontrollably, sweat pouring off of me. And that's where I spent most of the rest of the day. Tried to get as much fluid back into me as I could, but I was afraid to eat anything. Woke up Sunday morning feeling somewhat better. Thought, okay, maybe it was food poisoning. Maybe that chicken wasn't as good as we thought it was. That's what it felt like. Had a light breakfast. Felt okay. A couple hours later, had an apple. Something that's normal in my diet. That apple stayed in me for exactly 10 minutes. Back in the bathroom with the vomiting again. Again, the shakes, cold sweats, and uh, just feeling, feeling horrible. Didn't eat anything for the rest of the day. I don't think I ate anything on Monday. Wasn't getting better. And uh, starting to get a little depressed and a little concerned. By Monday night, my wife said, that's it. We're going to the emergency room. I said, no, I'll be fine tomorrow. She said, no, that's what you said yesterday. We're going to the emergency room. So at about 8 o'clock Monday evening, we ended up in the ER. They did blood, gave me two bags of IV solution because I was obviously very dehydrated. And the interesting thing, as horrible as I felt, my vital signs were all good, at least in the good range. The attending nurse said, oh, your pressure's excellent. It was 130 over 78, I believe. And I said, that's not excellent for me. My normal pressure is like 110 over 60-something. And she said, well, this is still excellent. For somebody your age, it's exceptional. I said, okay. Heart rate was reasonable. Don't remember what it was. Finally see the doctor. And uh, after I tell her what I've felt and how I've been, the first thing she asks me is, have you ever had rhabdo before? My mind was a little fuzzy. I went, rhabdo? What's, what's rhabdo? She said, rhabdomyolysis. I said, oh, 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 that's, that's that thing that they, 
tied to CrossFit where people put themselves into to shock from extreme workout. She said exactly, and you know, you obviously are are fit. You obviously work out, and um, that would be my first concern. And I said, no, no, I've you know pushed myself really hard in the past and made myself a little sick and you know not feel good, but never to the point, never to this point, let's say. She ordered a bunch of tests, more blood work, CAT scan, et cetera, et cetera. And they sent me home at six in the morning. Her diagnosis was acute asthemic colitis brought upon by extreme stress. The extreme stress being my workout Friday morning. Followed up two days later with a GI doctor that I know. And uh, he also works out. He's very physically fit. Would love to get him as a client, but he's been working with the same trainer for years, and I know that's not going to change. And he was telling me about a 21-year-old kid who he saw in the hospital just a few days before who was extremely fit, great athlete, who had pushed himself so hard in his training that he went into kidney failure. I'm going to get the name of the particular test wrong, but he said his creatinine to something, his C to K level was off the charts by far the highest he had ever seen in anybody. And he said, you know, you're lucky. You made yourself sick. You beat yourself up, but you didn't, doesn't appear you did any permanent damage. You're going to just have to take it easy for a while. He ordered some additional tests. We've gotten all the results, the ultrasound, the CAT scan, everything else, and uh, the blood work, and everything is okay. I'm still experiencing a lot of weakness in my muscles. I finally, finally the other day tried to do a light workout because I was getting major cabin fever, getting very frustrated sitting around doing nothing. And what would have been a warm-up for me was exhausting. I did about a 30-minute light workout. I'll tell you, consisting of five sets of light dumbbell incline press, a couple sets of cable rows, a little tricep, and a little bicep work. Maybe a total of three, six, nine, about 16, 17 sets with comfortable, easy weights, which weren't so easy that day. By the time I was done, I was shaking. I was exhausted, and I was shaking. So I've obviously done myself some damage. For days, I was afraid to eat. I'm still having difficulty. I have no appetite. And anyone out there who knows me knows food is one of my great pleasures. I have no problem eating. I love good food. And I generally have a very big appetite. I have no appetite. I have no energy. And I pretty much just beat myself up. I'm not looking for any poor bills, or any sympathy emails, I'm looking to get you guys out there to understand, even if you're in great shape, you can just push yourself too far. I understand that endorphin rush and how good it feels to push yourself to your limits, but you really have to kind of get a feel for where your limits are and not push beyond that especially those of us that aren't 20 anymore. But obviously, based on what my doctor said, even a 21-year-old kid could do this to themselves. So, 
Be aware of how hard you do push yourself. Like Dan, John, and Pavel always say when they're talking about strength training, leave one or two reps in the tank. Don't go to that absolute exhaustion, absolute limit, because you might not come back from it. Now, this has cost me three weeks of training, cost me a few massage appointments I had to cancel because I just didn't feel up to doing them, and cost a lot of stress on my poor wife worrying about me. So, end of lecture, be careful, know your limits. If you're in a class, a boot camp, a CrossFit situation, enjoy and feed off of the energy of others, but still have enough sense to not let it overtake you to the point that you push yourself way beyond your limits. That's when we get hurt, whether it's a shoulder, a knee, a back injury, or something worse. End of lecture. Next week, we'll be back to the normal format with a guest, an interview. Now, before we get to Miss Lisa, let's talk about audiblepodcast.com slash Talk. Our favorite sponsor. Sign up for that free one-month trial. Select any item that you'd like, whether it's a nutrition book, a book on yoga, self-improvement, motivation, or some great fiction. All the top authors are there, and everything is uh, in a nice recorded format where you're listening to either the author, maybe some famous actor, or even a couple people reading the book. I like that when you have two or three different voices reading a book, you know, a woman doing the woman's voices and a man doing the man's voices. I mean, there's some great readers out there like for uh, Recordings for the Blind who will try and change their voice and modulate their voice for different characters in the book. But when you actually have a couple different people, that makes it that just makes it nicer. So that's audiblepodcast.com slash Saratalk. Sign up, check it out, select a book. And when that free trial runs out, keep going for a little while. It's reasonably priced and you get a book a month or a uh, Recording a month. There's other stuff in addition to books. You got those uh, old radio shows and things like that. Those are really cool. And now let's get to Lisa with that great article on coconut oil. Okay, today I'm reading an article by Susan Patterson from the Alternative Daily. And this is what she says I have people tell me all the time, I can't seem to lose weight no matter how much I exercise. I feel tired and I don't know what is wrong with me. Does this sound like you? A good place to start uncovering issues is to consider the efficiency of the thyroid. Often, even if your test results say you are fine, the thyroid is struggling to do its job. Without a properly functioning thyroid, it is nearly impossible to feel and look well. But don't dismay, there is a really simple, completely natural way to help your thyroid get back into the game. Not the villain. Once termed a villain, fat arm to destroy, coconut oil is now being embraced as the healthiest saturated fat on the planet. And for good reason. Coconut oil is truly a jam-packed therapeutic bullet that can tackle even some of the most health-destroying conditions, including thyroid problems. It is rich in fatty acids, 
which support metabolism and provide energy. Over 30 million people in America suffer from thyroid malfunction. As many as one in three women over 35 may be suffering from thyroid problems. Integrative medicine specialist Robin Miller, MD, co-author of The Smart Woman's Guide to Midlife and Beyond, says that women are 10 times more likely as men to have a problem with their thyroid. According to an estimate by endocrinologists, more than 40% of the U.S. population is affected on some level by low thyroid function, also known as hypothyroidism. This condition is actually an autoimmune disease, which makes over 80% of conventional pharmaceutical treatments ineffective. More on that to come. Fact. Thyroid hormones are necessary for normal health and cellular activity. And if thyroid function is not normal, weight loss is next to impossible. Are you exhausted? Have memory lapses? Thinning hair? Body aches? Irritability? Depression? Sleep problems? Low sex drive? Constipation? And or weight gain? Perhaps you don't quite feel right, but can put your finger on why? It may be your thyroid. The butterfly-shaped giant gland that rests below your Adam's apple, just along the front of your windpipe, compromised of two lobes connected in the middle by a bridge, the thyroid serves a major role in metabolism growth and maturation. Signs your thyroid may be out of whack. Extreme fatigue. If you're always tired, even after sleeping eight to 10 hours a night, it's a common sign that your thyroid hormone levels are low. Of course, Fatigue and low energy are associated with many conditions, but if you don't have enough thyroid hormone, TH, flowing through your body, your muscles aren't receiving a signal to get up and get moving. Brain fog. If it feels as though you're walking around in a fog all day, are having difficulty focusing, or forgetting things frequently, it could be that your thyroid is out of whack. Too much TH can make it hard to concentrate, while too little can cause memory problems. Digestive issues. Those with hyperthyroidism often complain of constipation, as an underactive thyroid can cause the digestive process to slow. An overactive thyroid gland can cause the opposite problem, such as diarrhea or more frequent bowel movements. Mood problems. Mood swings, anxiety, or depression can develop in those who have thyroid disorders. Anxiety and nervousness are linked to hyperthyroidism as the body is flooded constantly with a message to go, 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 causing it to go into overdrive. Do your exercise, eat right, and still can't lose weight? Putting on a few pounds can be caused by many different things. So few physicians will consider this alone as a symptom of a thyroid problem. But if you aren't eating any more than usual, exercise regularly, and still can't seem to lose those extra pounds, 
It could very well be an underactive thyroid. Every cell in your body can be impacted by thyroid malfunction. Many people may be suffering from minute imbalances that have not yet resulted in abnormal blood tests. If we included people with low-grade hypothyroidism whose blood tests are normal, the frequency of hypothyroidism would no doubt exceed 10% of the population. What is of special concern, though, is that many people whose test results are dismissed as normal could continue to have symptoms of an underactive thyroid. Their moods, emotions, and overall well-being are affected by this imbalance, yet they are not receiving the care they need to get to the root of their problems. Even if the TSH level is in the lower segment of normal range, a person may still be suffering from low-grade hypothyroidism. Other signs that your thyroid is in trouble. Do you have more than three of these? Fluid retention, swelling, frequent viral infections, hair loss, frequent bruising, PMS, ringing in the ears, sensitivity to cold or heat, cold hands and feet, insomnia, irritability, itchiness, joint aches, brittle nails, tingling in hands and feet, lack of concentration, constipation, depressed immunity, dizziness, headaches or migraines, or a hoarse voice. How does diet interfere with the thyroid function? It is thought that diet plays a role in thyroid health. Although low iodine intake leads to low thyroid function, table salt does not appear to be the best option. Many foods eaten in Western culture contain what are known as goitrogens or iodine blockers. Two popular goitrogens are soybeans and peanuts. A great amount of processed foods contains either or both of these. Grocery store items are full of polyunsaturated oils and many Americans are still shying away from using saturated fats, preferring to cook with expeller pressed or solvent extracted oils. If you cook with vegetable oil, it is time to stop. These oils are only increasing inflammation. With the industrialization of our agricultural system, soil has become iodine deficient, further compromising the thyroid health. In addition, consumption of refined sugars and grains also negatively impact thyroid function. Why thyroid medications don't work. Simply gobbling up hormone replacement medication without addressing the root of the problem will not promote health. It is a Band-Aid solution that so frequently defines Western medicine. Hypothyroidism causes a decrease in thyroid hormone, and it is not as simple as replacing the hormone, a very Western thing to do, of course. The underlying cause of the condition must be addressed. It is important to understand what happens in an autoimmune disease. First and foremost, this condition causes the body to attack itself 
in the same fashion that it would attack a foreign invader, such as a virus or bacteria. The attack causes inflammation, which suppresses thyroid hormones and also decreases the responsiveness of thyroid receptors. You can pump all the thyroid medications you want into your body, but if your receptors are not keen, it won't help at all. In addition, the inflammation decreases the conversion of T4, inactive thyroid hormone, to T3, active form of thyroid hormone. Most of the synthetic hormone medicines, Synthroid, Unithroid, Levoxyl, etc., are T4. And if you give this medication to someone who has inflammation, it won't work at all because it can't be converted to the active form. The two root causes of hypothyroidism, immunity, and inflammation must be addressed in order to restore balance and health to the body. It's time to feed your thyroid. Perhaps you have always thought coconut oil was a bad thing. Truth is, it is a really, really good thing. Consider one of the healthiest foods on the planet. Coconut oil is extracted from the kernel or meat of a mature coconut. It also contains saturated fat. In fact, it is a whopping 90% saturated fat. Don't let that scare you. Although you may be convinced that saturated fat should not be touched with a 10-foot pole, coconut oil is healthy. Although there have been over 60 years of negative public policy around healthy saturated fats, like those found in coconut oil, research and review of cultures that have used coconut oil for thousands of years tell a different story. Healthy saturated fat can be highly beneficial. Research demonstrates that the naturally occurring saturated fat found in coconut oil has some amazing therapeutic values. Promoting heart health, boosting the immune system, providing immediate energy, promoting healthy skin, helping to regulate body sugar, boosting metabolism, promoting weight loss. Three fatty acids that your thyroid craves. The unique medium chain fatty acid profile of coconut oil is what makes it stand apart from all other oils and gives it the ability to help the body self-regulate, something it is quite able to do. These fatty acids, including lauric acid found in a mother's breast milk, are small enough that they can be gobbled up by the mitochondria in the cells. Because of this, they provide immediate energy for the body. Because monolaurin is a monoglyceride, it can destroy lipid-coated viruses, including measles, influenza, HIV, herpes, and a number of pathogenic bacteria. Another fatty acid that coconut oil contains is caprolic acid, also found in breast milk, also known as octanoic acid. The saturated fatty acid has a number of health-promoting properties and the innate ability to treat yeast-like fungus in the intestines.
Capric acid is present in very small amounts in goat's milk and cow's milk, but is abundant in tropical oils, including coconut oil and palm kernel oil. It is a medium chain fatty acid that has potent antimicrobial and antiviral properties. In the body, capric acid is converted to monocaprin, a form that can readily fight viruses, bacteria, and the yeast. Because of this unique combination of fatty acids, coconut oil suppresses inflammation and repairs tissue while inhibiting microorganisms that cause the inflammation in the first place. Metabolism Booster Not only can coconut oil keep infections at bay, it also helps to rev up your internal fat busters to help you retain a healthy weight. Researchers have discovered that in cultures where unrefined coconut oil is a part of the everyday diet, there is less obesity and no less lifestyle-related disease. In fact, a culmination of studies done on coconut oil and metabolism have found that changing the oils you use every day can help you lose up to 36 pounds in a year. Yep, I said 36 pounds simply by switching unhealthy oils for coconut oil. The shorter chain fatty acids found in coconut oil burn quickly in the body. They are like small pieces of dry kindling added to a fire as opposed to a big damp log. The immediate transport of medium chained fatty acids to the liver means the fat does not have to be transported through the whole body first and does not end up as fat in the blood, but instead remains accessible fat that can be used to power the body. Medium chain triglycerides also increase the rate at which the body burns fuel and for energy. When you look at the lean and trim bodies of people living in the tropics who make coconut a staple in their diet, this makes perfect sense. A word of warning. I would be remiss not to mention the worst type of fat you should always avoid, trans fat, also known as partially hydrogenated oil. Often included in so-called low-fat foods, this fake fat is highly dangerous. The main source of trans fats are processed, baked goods, and fast foods. You must switch to a whole food diet if you want to help your thyroid. So, sorry, no more Twinkies, donuts, candy bars, or other snack items. These types of fats raise levels of bad LDL cholesterol, while reducing levels of good HDL cholesterol. It is best to stay away from trans fats altogether. They offer absolutely no health benefits. The inflammatory properties of these oils observed by some studies may well be due to the methods used in processing and packaging these oils and not a property of the oils themselves. The more natural a fat source is and the less processing involved in its creation, the healthier it usually is. There are exceptions, such as the hormone-disrupting dangers of soybean oil. 
However, aside from these known risk factor foods, when you choose natural, it is hard to go wrong. How to add coconut oil to your diet. As I mentioned in an earlier post, I use coconut oil for everything. It can replace all of the other oils in your kitchen. Raw organic coconut oil remains solid at room temperature and does not break down during cooking. You can fry with it, bake with it, drizzle it on foods, saute with it, and also put it on your skin, hair, nails, etc. There's no shortage of ways of how coconut oil can truly improve your health. You can even add a tablespoon or so to your morning coffee for a great energy boost. The days of bad-mouthing traditional saturated fats are quickly coming to an end. Other natural ways to improve thyroid function, in addition to including coconut oil in your diet, try these other natural ways to balance your thyroid function. Switch from iodized table salt to sea salt, as it has more minerals that help support better thyroid functioning. Follow a gluten-free diet which has also been shown to improve thyroid function. Research has found a link between wheat allergies and thyroid disease. Practice stress reduction techniques, such as meditation or deep breathing. Chronic stress is said to be one of the main triggers of hypothyroidism. Avoid chemicals like triclosan, which is commonly found in items like antibacterial soap, deodorant, lotions, and even in cutting boards. Supplement with probiotics, as good thyroid functioning depends on a supply of healthy gut bacteria. Take a high-quality whole food multivitamin, and make sure you're getting enough iodine, B vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin D, iron, omega-3 fatty acids, selenium, zinc, and copper. Limit exposure to fluoride and mercury. Have a good water filtration system for your home. Follow an anti-inflammatory diet by eliminating processed foods and eating as many whole organic foods as possible. Take high quality supplements such as zinc, selenium, manganese, chromium, B vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin A, and vitamin E. Cod liver oil is a good source of natural vitamin A. Exercise. This is especially important to correct thyroid function. Walking briskly for 30 minutes a day is a good place to start. If you have reason to believe that your thyroid may be working only half time for you, make the switch today to coconut oil. Embrace a healthy lifestyle that includes tons of whole foods, a regular sleep pattern, and movement every chance you get. Before long, you will not only feel better, but you may be surprised at how well your pants fit. Warning, not all coconut oil is created equally. It may sound too good to be true, but we promise you, and mountains of research proves, Coconut oil can do wonders for your health. As you've seen here, this one simple oil 
you can purchase right off the shelf at your local grocery can improve and protect your skin, help you burn fat, provide your body with the healthiest nutrients found in nature, increase your energy, and help you avoid heart disease, cancer, thyroid-related problems, and so much more. But there's still some very important things you must know to benefit the most from coconut oil. Firstly, not all coconut oil is created equal. Some are better than others. As was the case when coconut oil was used heavily in the food processing industry years ago, there's still a lot of refined coconut oil in circulation. Obviously, the more processed the oil, the less health benefits it possesses. The name of the book, The Coconut Oil Secret, Nature's Number One Best Healing Superfood, will help you find the best coconut oil for optimum health. Cold-pressed, expeller-pressed, or raw, why it matters. Coconut oil in capsule form, when it's a good idea and when you should steer clear. What processing methods ensure the nutrients you need remain in the coconut oil you buy. Solid or liquid, why both are beneficial, and more. Get the book and you'll find out your answers. Thanks, Lisa. Wow, that's some interesting stuff. I didn't know all of that. Um, Medium chain triglycerides uh, got real popular back in the 90s with uh, one of my early mentors, John Perillo. He used to sell a product called CapTri, uh, which was uh, purified hydrogenated coconut oil. He may still sell it. I'm not sure. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. This has been Bill. You've been listening to this week's episode of Real World Fitness. Thanks again, Lisa. And we'll see you guys next week. Real World Fitness is a production of the Serotalk Podcast Network in cooperation with CosiabaFitness.com. All questions, comments, and feedback should be submitted to resources at Serotalk.com. If you're listening on a mobile device, use your iBlink radio app to submit an iReport. Promotional consideration paid for by Audible.com.